All right, hey, welcome, Whiskey Friday podcasters. Hey, thanks for uh, joining us again. Um, uh, love to join you for another uh, Whiskey Friday. First off, uh, we'll we'll go around the room. You got Whiskey uh, or Patriot Whiskey Aaron. You got Patriot Aaron, Patriot Mike, Patriot Rob. Uh, another uh, couple special guests here with us, but we won't say their names because they want to remain unnamed. And uh, with they that, we'll remain get anonymous. Anonymous, and uh, we'll, with that, we'll get started with our handles. Um, so once again. Any emails, any ideas you guys have, email us, whiskeyfridaypodcast at gmail.com. Instagram is whiskey underscore Friday underscore podcast on IG. Uh, Facebook is the Whiskey Friday Podcast. Once again, uh, DM, comment, whatever yep. on there, and uh, somebody Share. will get back to you. Sharing Share. is caring. Okay, wh- so remember what's this. What's the uh, handle on uh, OnlyFans? <laughs> OnlyFans is Patriot Aaron. <laughs> Just kidding. Just kidding, babe. There's no OnlyFans. But are you? <laughs> I, I actually, yes. And guess what? There's this only one in. fan. Next week I am the on only fan. <laughs> we talk about our fans only page. Yeah. <laughs> I am the only fan on that page. All right. Um, so. I thought this would be a great opener. Um, so last week we started with my uh, whole message thread back and forth with Jane. Remember Jane? Yeah. Remember? She did text me the next day. So I did get a text from her the next day, cause uh, but it wasn't in the middle of the night like we all like kind of were hoping it would be and all that fun like stuff. Like when she was drunk with her friends, right? Yes. Like a two a.m. Right. Because that would have been that would have been fantastic. Like a two a.m. booty call. But I guess did, what? It was what like. Uh, Maybe halfway through the day, I looked at my phone. It was during the yeah, the it was during the tournament. Tournament, and uh, sure enough, she texted me some shit about COVID and blah blah blah. And I was like, I looked at it, thought about it. I was more into the the golf tournament, so I just like brushed it off, didn't say anything. So, so what you're I saying that is was good. She got the last word. She did. I let her. I let I let the snow the, the snowflake win. You know, they they need a W every now and then because <laughs> they're getting used to those L's big time. So I thought that was pretty cool. Um, But other than that, honestly, uh, I sent out the uh, Instagram thing this week about what we should talk about. Half um, one person, Patriot Mike said golf. All right. Uh, And then one person said politics. And then the rest was all conspiracies and random bullshit. So um, the conspiracy I really want to dive into is the Bohemian Grove. But Matt's not here. Patriot Matt's not here. Oh, yeah. He is the expert in it, so I want to wait till he gets into that. I have a couple other not much conspiracies, um, but just kind of stuff that's going on in in the uh, the world of uh, that we're living in. But we'll kind of go into a little other stuff. But um, with that, uh, want to kind of talk about the the BP debate. Did you get a chance to, to see it at all? I did not. I okay. saw the memes. The fly. The fly. The fly. Mike wa- Pence is pretty fly for a white guy. I right? watched hey, I right? watched the debate. You did? Yeah. All right. So what, what what's your initial thoughts on it? What do you think? Uh to be honest with you, I thought I thought Pence did an amazing job. Very very cool, very calm, very collected. You know, when uh the moderator was like, Okay, Mr. Vice President, your time's up. He just like 
wasn't wasn't even bugging him. Like he just continued with what he was saying. Big difference from the week before. Oh, yeah. massive difference. Yeah. I mean, like you could act, you know when when they had you know they were like, hey, you have two minutes uninterrupted. It was two minutes uninterrupted. He took about two minutes fifteen seconds, two minutes twenty seconds every time. Yeah. Whereas Trump took five. You know. And 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 the big thing I saw during the whole debate was uh, Kamala Harris's like facial expressions okay so i was her gonna eye rolling so her i was gonna say our uh, guest who remains unnamed over here we were at the gym and it was on in the gym but we couldn't hear it you know we could just see the screens and he brought up the body language right so you know me my dog that is the vicious neighbor's dog <laughs> The neighbor's the vicious. The neighbor's vicious. Neighbor's yes, vicious. thank you. Someone got it. The vicious neighbor's dog. The vicious no, neighbor's this guy is vicious. Oh, yeah. He's vicious, oh, and his yeah. dog is just a dog. But anyways, um, I don't know if... Uh, no, just keep going. You know, we, we're on, you know, doing some cardio and watching the body language. So, so you guys know me. I'm a, yep. I teach body language, tone, inflection because your words are only actually 10% of communication. Yep. And uh, I was actually proud of the fact that he picked up on, look at their body language differences. And her facial expressions were like what I felt condescending, very condescending, um, dramatic. Super. It, it, to me, if I was talking to somebody regardless of what the subject is, and they used that kind of uh, facial expressions toward me, I would think that they were immature. Yeah. I would think they were so, immature and uh, with no credibility. So with that, you're absolutely right, because Mike Pence would say something and then would keep talking, and then if someone asks a question like, so they got back into the court packing situation, right? They wanted to know, are you going to court pack? And again... Kamala Harris. She deflected. She was deflected, and Mike Pence came out and said, just answer the question. And when this would happen, Kamala Harris did this like three or four times where she'd be like, I'm talking. Thank you. Like, and it, you literally thought like you're in a bar trying to like have where you're you have a few guys talking to a few girls, and you're all trying to talk, and all of a sudden some girl's like, I'm talking. Yeah. And you're like, what? the fuck is that well i think i think the best thing in that whole thing was one time she said that i'm talking and he was like well then say something yeah but a couple <laughs> a, a couple of amazing things one, one mike pence destroyed her oh and showed that she is not worthy of being on the stage right so we all know in the presidential uh democratic presidential race uh or for the presidential candidate for the Democ uh, democrat party she got zero of anything like no one liked her oh, at no. all and in fact that's why she dropped out right because she oh, was yeah like, she got she, she, she didn't had even no get, delegates whatsoever she like, got, like not even close negative <laughs> so no one likes her in the the get-go but biden was beholden to the fact that he was forced to pick a woman of color for his vp so this just goes to show like has nothing to do with what what you run on what your beliefs are what your background is, what your knowledge is, what like where you where you're at, or your attributes, or anything Has that you can any, bring to the table. What your skill is. It had nothing to do with that. It had to do with picking a woman of color. He was beholden to that because that's what they forced him to say. Because they're the Democratic Party. They want to be, you know, this 
this politically correct, uh, you know, left wing fucking lunatics. But so he said one thing, he like or uh, quite a few things. But the one thing that he said that I just thought was amazing was regardless of what you say, you are allowed to have your own opinion, but you're not allowed to have uh, your own facts. Because she was, like, going through this whole motion, and he's like, that, that's simply untrue. So you're allowed to have your own opinion. That's fine. But what you're not allowed to do is make up your own facts. That's not okay. And he just, like, you got to remember, Pence is a seasoned politician. Very seasoned. He's been through a ton of debates. Donald Trump has not. Donald Trump has never been, never will be a politician, Right. And it showed. He's a businessman from New York. It's not going to work that way. And plus, that's not what this is all about. But Pence is a seasoned politician. He knows what he's talking about. He's ready for everything that comes his way. And he just knocked it out. Facts, facts, facts. Now, Mike Pence did deflect some questions. I mean, that that is what's going to happen in these debates. Because sometimes they don't want to answer these questions. Like one was talking about, hey, are you guys prepared for Trump to die? Not saying that no anyone's gonna kill him. Not saying anyone, but the, basically what they're talking about, and I, I get it. It's a legit question. He's 74 years old. If he gets reelected, he'll be 78 by the time he leaves office. 79 almost. What if he passes away? What the question was? What are you guys gonna do in the event that that happens? What do you guys have a, a game plan? And Mike Pence kind of just like threw it all off. And I think a lot of it is because it's a touchy subject because he just had the coronavirus or maybe he, you know, still does, whatever. But he deflected that that answer. And, you know, he probably could have answered it a little bit better. Like, hey, yeah, that's it's a normal question. That's a good question to ask. It is, right? I want to know the answer. It is. That. Well, and what, one of the things is it, it's perfect for both nominees mm. because Biden's 77. He, he's – rapidly declining yeah rapidly declining cool. declining i mean i don't know if you just heard that a few days ago he's in that little uh that standing area where he had like 12 people around and he's like hey i i don't know about you but i'll be back here and when i'm back in four years i want to see you girls dancing and he pointed to like a couple eight-year-old girls oh I did wow. not no, see that. another gaff right and there's people kind of like standing around and there's a bench over on the side where there's two little girls. And he's like, when I come back, I want to see you you two dancing. It's like. What? <laughs> like, I, I don't I don't know if he's just like mentally gone to where he doesn't think there's anything wrong with that. Or if he legitimately is a pedophile. I think he just thinks it's charming. He's trying to be the charming. Char- and that, I'm trying to like. I'm trying to be the good guy, even though, like, I've gone down the pedophile rabbit hole, and it's very hard to, like, to me, everyone on the left, left-wing left party is a fucking pedophile piece of shit, but it's not the case. I, I got, yeah. you know, benefit of the doubt. I don't know. It, what are your thoughts? Like, it, is he just old, or? Well, so you could think about that a few different ways. Number one, um, I mean, I've seen so many things about the whole pedophile ring with it's hard obama, to get it out of your head right yeah and i mean he was obama's vice president so correct it's, it's i mean but so that's the automatic go-to right because yep. little kids but um then you could go to he's just kind of old and senile and 
you know early onset like, dementia. maybe he's trying to uh well he's definitely got early onset dementia but you know for him to look at you know a couple of kids you know in like pureness or whatever like kids like to dance you know they like yeah. to kind of celebrate stuff like that you know um, a lot of the races and stuff that we go to these kids like to go out and dance on the track you know that it's just kind of a celebratory thing so there could be some innocence to it um but you know it's just hard because he just says the weirdest stuff yeah you know he goes off in left field you know like he's right in the middle of a point and then just goes off into la la land it's, it's like, almost like a dream ooh, a squirrel well when he talks about like being at the pool and the kids used to rub his leg yeah it's no. like that, that's a very odd thing to say yeah, sure and like could you could you see that happening you know 30 years ago 40 years ago when like pedophilia wasn't like a big deal or not a, not necessarily a big deal but it wasn't a, even a thing you there would be random strangers that you could talk to and, and feel okay with like it wasn't like an a, it wasn't kids like a stranger danger abducted like they they were stranger danger it's not like stranger danger has been around forever right so could you see joe biden in his 40s or 50s 20 30 so, years ago i guess really the point that i was kind of heading towards with thinking of those angles in that setting what's alarming is he wasn't self-aware enough to know that's a no-fly zone and you're talking about what could be our president that's the alarming yes. thing for me regardless Agreed. of it's, you know if it was innocent or not or whatever he wasn't self-aware enough to know that he shouldn't say something like that yeah but he just did and that's the thing where he just says things, and you and you know he doesn't. It's kind of like when that guy asked about his, uh, the test for his um, cognitive process, and he was like, "Come on, man, yeah, that's like taking cocaine. Like, is it though? No, it's not like cocaine. Dude, what yeah. are you talking about, man? Yeah, it's what, not did like they give you a drug test before you went on here. <laughs> no, what a weird yeah thing to say. He he just says stuff, you know, and unfortunately what the reality is is if he were to be elected he could bust off and say something in a un scenario or the middle east or some sort of meeting and you know those radicals over there you know that's always a fragile relationship with these islamic countries and if he rattles off with something it's kind of like when he asked the military members to stand up what do you call them Clap, stand you up bastards. And, stand up and clap, you bastards. Why would you say that to your own yeah. military? Yeah. Can you imagine if he said something like that to, you know, to Iran. one of these countries that takes that stuff well, seriously? So one, one of the things is, like, in the Middle East, you don't shake hands with certain, like, you, you, you don't, don't shake yeah, hands like with your right. they wipe their ass with one of them, the hands. Yeah. I think it's your left hand. They wipe their ass with their left hand. So they don't shake hands so with never, their right. So never, like, and, and that's the thing is, like, most people shake with their right hand. That, that's a normal thing get it but when you go up to someone and like give someone a high five or a dap or something like you're not picking hands you're no, you're, it's a, it's you're wherever thing. it's at wherever other. it's at you do that if you're not cognitively aware of of like where you're at and what you're doing you could severely ruin the reputation just like that right just like that and i'm not saying he's he's gonna go give someone a high five with his left hand but the, the thing is, is like exactly what you're saying. This is going to be our president in meetings. He's going to be talking to China about trade. 
right? The, the, the same country that just fucked us over with all this stuff. That's a huge deal. That, that's a very sensitive subject because Trump had just won with a huge trade deal with China, and now it's not going through because of this coronavirus, right? You have the USMCA, right? United States, Mexico, Canada deal that took, uh, uh, took uh, over NAFTA, that trade deal. That, that's a big deal. Not only trade deals, you have uh, war talks with Iran, with Syria, with Russia, with Ukraine, with these big time countries, okay? You want a guy that really doesn't, isn't self-aware enough to know, know what to say in, in the presence of a 12-year-old girl? Right. In well, those talks? Like, I don't care uh, if, about your politics at this point. I don't care if you're conservative. If Donald Trump was losing his mind slowly but surely, and it showed, I hope I would be aware enough to see that and to recognize that he is not fit to be our president. Yeah. And not fit to be in these meetings. Well, and so, not and not only that, but let's be honest, even if, you know, say somehow some way Biden does get elected, Biden's not going to be in office for long. Okay. So he's going to bow out. He's going to say he's he going to bow out. Well, Do you know what Pelosi's doing right now with the 25th Amendment? So this was the segue right into this. Yes. Yes. This is not about Trump. No. The 25th Amendment is not about Trump. No. This is them educating the general public For when of what the 25th Amendment is. So if Biden gets in, they can invoke the American that. public knows what they're doing when they yank him out of there and so, make him all of the president. The president. So and this then is Hillary what it's for. The, VP. the House... Uh, so for those listening that don't really know, the 25th Amendment was created when John F. Kennedy was assassinated? I don't know. I want to say... I believe so. Don't quote me on this, but John F. Kennedy um, was assassinated and the 25th Amendment came about. I, I can't remember. But anyways, Gerald Ford was the first president that came through for from the 25th Amendment. The 25th Amendment is a uh, was written in, into the Constitution, and basically what it says is if, if uh, the president is not fit to be president mentally, um, physically, anything like that, then the vice president will immediately take over. If they don't have a plan for that, then the Speaker of the House will take over. I'm not saying Nancy Pelosi is doing this to take over, all right, even though they, that's what they want. But basically... It, it doesn't say this automatically. It's not just like, a, oh, we're going to invoke the 25th Amendment, the, the House of Representatives votes yes on it, and then it's done. No. What the 25th Amendment says is that they can build a committee for the situation of what this, what, when, when this happens. So basically what Nancy Pelosi is doing is she's taking Trump getting coronavirus, you, invoking the 25th Amendment, to build a committee for the 25th Amendment if, if the president is not physically or mentally fit to continue office, to take office, to, to uh, represent the people of the United States. So regardless, if Trump or Biden gets in, the committee will be intact. So that's what this is all about. It's a strong it, chess move. It, it is. And, and this is where Pelosi, like you said, this is not about right now. No, this is about but the next election. But she's using what happened right now for her next chess move. Strong chess move. Strong. It is. 
Yeah. It's very strong. Don't know that it was her that cooked it up. That This is true. <laughs> this is true. So th- this is what's going on right now is Nancy Pelosi is uh, trying. She's talking about the 25th Amendment. She had her big old like post poster boards up with what it says. But basically... They're going to talk about, and now I don't know how this works. I don't know if they just automatically say, let's build a committee, or does the House have to vote on it and Senate approve it to for them to build a committee? I don't know how this goes. I don't know the entire 25th Amendment, so anyone out there that knows more than us about this, let us know. Um, I actually have a pocket constitution on the way. I'm going to start carrying this shit with me, and I'm going to start reading it on the, on the fucking daily. I want to, like, really get in on this shit and understand it. Hopefully, Trump gets in so I can actually, like, know what, what it stands for because we know if Biden and or the Harris-Biden administration get in, then we're fucked. The so. Constitution's gone. Yeah. So going back, I know we're trying to move on, but going back to the debate, did, it, did you see the last question they asked? Yes, yes. During that? Yeah, I, I actually saw the last 35 minutes of the debate. Are you talking about the one that came from the school? No, no, uh, no. The kid from the school? No. Well, that was the last question. Well, okay, then the one the one that the mediator asked about, uh, she asked uh, Kamala Harris first, you know, if Trump doesn't take this win and, and oh, refuses yes. to give up, like, do you guys have something yes, in plan? This goes right into my next. And, you know, she answers, and then they ask the same question to Pence. Like, you know, if Trump decides not to give up, yeah. you know, or vacate the presidency due to this, like, do you guys have a plan in motion? But where was the other question? If um, Biden decides not to take the not loss. Yeah. Or, you know, not even concede, but. Or concede. Hey, just out and out, you lost. And, you know, the Democrats want to fight it. You know, oh, this is this and that. Like, what's. What's the action to yep. to go into that? They didn't ask that question. It was all about, oh, what if Trump loses and he doesn't want to give it up? What if Biden out and out loses and he doesn't want to take, hey, you lost. Move on. All right. So this just that that is the perfect segue into this next uh, thing I want to talk about. So I have been listening a lot to uh, Mr. Dan Bongino. I've been reading a lot about these. Uh, um, there's some articles going on. There's uh, an article to uh, hat tip Michael Anton wrote a a newspaper article called The Coming Coup, right? So, and uh, Rob, Rob might like a little bit of this, but this is a uh, pretty much what he did is he took the Democrats' words and is using it against them. So, what this is talking about is the Democrats created this thing called the Transition Integrity Project. Okay? Okay. So what does that sound like to you? Transition Integrity Project. What, what, I mean, what would you think this group would be about? In the transition of presidents? Okay, boom. Okay. Rosa Brooks headed this up. She is a um she she's funded by soros soros Son oh. of a <laughs> shocker shocker alert Shocking. right funded by george soros uh basically what they did is they took a hundred people into a room and they built uh war game scenarios 
So this included uh, bitch face uh, old ex general Stanley McChrystal, right? Um, uh, a lot of these big dogs, um, Democrat and uh, Republican never Trumpers, brought them in a room and, and threw every single scenario out there that what could happen. This was opened in December of 2019, so um, almost a year to the day of the election day, so 11 months prior to the election day. Um, and basically what they did is just went through all these cycles. So this is what they said, and these are in their own words, is, is basically if Trump wins the Electoral College and loses the popular vote like he did this last election, they are going to take everything they can and, and do lawsuits. And basically what they're going to do is they're going to try to force. So did we, did we talk about how the Electoral College works? Do you guys? Do I you know guys, how it works. So I'm not I'm not 100 percent. So on how this works. is what happens, right? When you vote and say Arizona wins the popular vote, Arizona wins the popular vote for Trump, and it's what 11. I can't remember. 11 uh, electoral college delegates. So each state has right. basically a number. Right, right. I know. I know. Depending that. on the population and stuff right. like that. California is a large one. All this stuff. Right. So all that that says is that they get those 11 votes. So to win the presidential candidacy, you need 270. Right, 270 votes. Okay. So electoral college votes. Electoral college votes. So, so you get 270. Basically, it's kind of set in stone and it's in the constitution that regardless of what the popular vote is. Right, whoever gets the electoral college wins. Well, the, there's... So if there's, I don't know if it's 11, but say there's 11 electoral votes in Arizona. That means they have 11 people in, in, the, in the seat. So when they go, because you have the uh, voting day, and then as the states are announced, then you have, I think it's December 14th or December 8th, something like that, to where the electoral college meets and they put their votes forward. So it said they could be Democrat or Republican sitting in those 11 electoral votes, but they come in and they all vote Trump because he won the popular vote. And that's per the Constitution. So is that how it works? If the state votes Trump, then he those, gets all ele of them. those 11 electoral, those 11 electoral college votes have to go to Trump. Yes. Okay. So. Here's what they're saying, though, is, and these are in their own words, the Transition Integrity Project, right? Millions and millions and millions of dollars to go into this fucking thing. And they actually say in their fucking debrief that this is going to be more than a legal fight. It's going to be a street fight. So they literally say that. So basically what they're talking about is going and trying to force electoral college voters to change their votes. Even if the state wants... Even, even it, it doesn't matter. Hmm. And that's never happened in this fucking... In this country, country's life. So, that that's only if, if Trump wins electorally and not popular vote. So, literally, the Democrats, they want... They want L.A., San Francisco... New York City, Chicago, and Boston to choose the president. 
Right. From here on out. Yeah, fuck the rest of the fuck country. Fuck the rest right? of the country. Just those four Wait, major what, cities. What places? What? The, big, the biggest cities. The biggest cities. Biggest, like, so L.A. Okay. Right? So if you look at California and, and go look at a um, by district, by uh, voting style, the color of the state. The majority of the state is red. The majority of California is Republican, but, the, the but it's all farmland. Like. It's all farmland. Until so you, you have L.A., San Francisco, San Diego is a little bit red or a little bit blue, right? But L.A., where you have millions and millions of people. What do you got in, like, Sacramento? Oh, though? it's red. Sacramento's Republican. Sacramento's red. Northern, they want to split the state in half. The Northern, Northern California, they want no yeah. part of what. Who, wait, who is they that's trying to make this law? The Democrats. Okay, of course, that makes sense. Yeah, to, they've they've wanted to, uh, when when Trump won last election, one of their biggest talks, and it's weird because like you're a lot older now. Four yeah. years ago for you was a long time Dude, ago. Dude, yeah. Four years ago was, for us is like like yesterday. I was a little kid during the election. Yeah, Hillary versus Trump. Yeah, so they wanted to abolish the electoral college last because Trump lost yeah, he did the popular lose, yeah, vote. He lost the popular vote, I do remember. Yeah, he lost the popular Barely, vote. Though, right? Barely, it, was, it, was it wasn't like by much. But he won by an electoral college landslide. Okay. So like he won where he needed to win. You know, you got the the belt, right? right? Wisconsin, like Florida, to... Iowa. Uh, so so the big swing states are uh, Ohio, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania Florida, um, Wisconsin, Minnesota, North those, Carolina, those usually, South Carolina. Uh, those are usually blue states now where they were they weren't before. But Michigan's another one and Michigan went red where Michigan yeah. is typically a blue state. Well, and guess what? Guess what just happened in Michigan? Did you see it? I did not. So there was a, a coup to abduct Oh, it was an assassination attempt at the Well, uh, it, it was a, a kidnapping attempt on Governor Whitmer. They're trying to do a coup in a uh, governor? Uh, uh, governor Whitmer, who's uh. a fucking Terrible, terrible governor. Oh. Yeah, terrible, terrible governor. D- like, she's probably the worst. Really? Right? Yeah. So, so her uh, husband, she shut down the entire state when coronavirus happened. So my sisters her, live in Michigan, and my they could not do does. anything. Yeah. my And so there was a lake. All of a sudden, this lake gets opened up to a certain few, certain few people. This guy pulls in with his boat, and they're like, no, we're not letting anybody in. And she's, and this guy's like, my wife's the governor of this state. And they're like, I don't give a fuck what you are. The governor said no. And he's like, oh, this sucks. You know what I mean? It was, It's hilarious. Like, these governors can do what they want, but then right. you can't do what you want. It, it just, we, we went to Michigan we did. after Corona struck, right? Right. Yep, we went up there. and so that, uh, they had already opened up a little bit after that? Well, the thing is, is we were kind of in rural areas of Michigan. Oh, okay. And, uh, you know, you got a, a lot of red folks out there, man. They hate the Democrats, you know. We, we went into a liquor store, and uh, everyone was scared to wear the – I didn't wear my mask, and no one said a single thing to me. You know, they, they hate it. You know, yeah. where we were at in Michigan, we were, we were uh, uh, maybe like an hour – maybe not quite an hour drive from Grand Rapids. And uh, so Grand Rapids is like on the western side of the state, uh, like a three-hour drive from Ann Arbor or um, Detroit, where that's super, super Democrat. Oh, yeah, yeah. So another another big 
like blue city. Yeah, there's a huge it's funny Muslim that, like, presence there. The bigger the bigger the city, the more blue it is. Right. So like if it, go go look it up one time. Like uh, districts by a, by uh, congressional uh, districts right, right. how yeah. they voted last year. The whole map is red. And then you see these little blue spots and you're like, "Oh, what's that? Oh, San Francisco, LA." And that's where they want the yeah. votes to come like, from. Yeah. Like even even Nevada is That's never going to get passed though, is it? What's that? That whatever you're saying. This is why this this, this, this election is more important are right now as, as Trump, than ever. As Trump fans, are we worried that he might lose to the electoral college? I am, I am worried that he is going to lose by um, cheating. That, that's the only way. Right. Uh, There's been such an outgrowth. Trump has literally given conservative conservatives balls. He literally has. For the longest time, conservatives have always been the same. But they've always been well-mannered. They've always been the better person. As yeah, in, yeah. Democrats push their bullshit agenda, and, and Republicans have always been like, "All right, I'll give it. I'll give you a little bit." But what what happens is you give and you give and you give, and now you have what we have going on right now. And then all of a sudden, you have this huge flip where everyone's like, "I'm sick of this," because the Democrats just push it too far. And that's what we're looking at now. I seriously think if you were to legitimately Go around person to person in the entire country, 330 million people in this country, and asked, who do you want to vote for? Who do you want to vote for? Who do you want to vote for? Who do you want to run our country? Probably 70% would say Trump. That's my guess. I feel like most people would say Biden just because they don't even want to be seen affiliating with being a Trump fan at all. So that's what I mean. Is like it If really you, if you could do it without people. saying who you are, and then if you found out, all of a sudden, 65, 70% of this country wants Trump as our president, people be like, you know what? We're not, we're not the minority. Right now, it's because all the mainstream news has left. All of Hollywood has left. So it, it just sounds like it's a bad thing to be a Trump right. fan. Well, there's a big demographic that you guys miss as adults in, in your age in your age group, and there's a big demographic that I miss that you guys get, and I get this demographic from Twitter. These kids, kind of, you know, I'd say about 16 years old to 28 years old, of all of these people on Twitter and stuff that you guys don't get to see their opinions. No. Whereas I don't get to see these opinions from you know 30 to 45, 50 year olds that you know you guys. I mean, I'm sure those are. That's why I love Turning Point USA so much. Charlie Which, Kirk. What's that? He, he created a group for young conservatives. It's all about the young conservatives, and he's, like, getting more and more people. He goes to colleges, and he fucking talks to people. Awesome, dude. Fucking Trump loves the guy, dude. It, it, it's pretty cool. So he just goes around from college to college to college, and he talks to young kids. And he gets more and more young kids working for him, working for him, and shows them the light that, hey, that there's another side to this. And this is why, and explains it to him. Doesn't ever yell at anybody, doesn't ever get in anyone's shit, but just explains it to him. He gets his ass handed to him all the time. Gets fucking people death threats, all this yelling at him, all this stuff. But he, his, whole, his whole thing is to get on college campuses and to make sure that the First Amendment is abided by. It doesn't, First Amendment doesn't just apply to the left. First right. Amendment applies to everybody. That's why in New York right now you have all these Orthodox Jews out in the street burning their masks saying, Fuck Governor Cuomo. And Governor Cuomo, like, literally went on, like, oh, if they're not going to listen to us, we're going to have to shut down the fucking churches. Sorry. 
Dude, I don't care what you say. The First Amendment says you can't shut down my church. Yeah. Why aren't people standing up and saying this? Well, did you see what? Uh, why? Uh, but I, I hate to cut you no, off. No, no, no. But why aren't why are people not saying that? That First Amendment says we have the freedom for uh, freedom a, of religion, of religion, expression of religion. That is right there. The first fucking thing that our founding fathers wrote about was being able to say what's on your mind and being able to express your religion. There wasn't a Muslim fucking uh, abundance in our country. In 1776? I don't think there was any Muslims in our country. There there wasn't anything like that. It was probably just Christian and Catholic. Yeah. If if that. I mean, maybe there was a a small Jewish population, but how how were those guys so smart to just say, we're not going to just single out one religion? We're going to say any religion. Any religion. I don't know if you guys know. During that time, during the, the fucking revolution, churches are what, where our fucking guys would have their meetings with our generals and stuff. They would have their secret meetings in churches because churches were off limits. Well, and it was, the so same. they would have their meetings in churches to fuck how to defeat the British. And it's the same thing like with us in Iraq. Could you go to a mosque? No. And shoot a mosque up? Nope. Blow a mosque up? Nope. Do anything in a mosque? Off limits. Mosques. They were could shoot limits. an RPG. I could see a guy I could, yeah. from the stack of an R, from a mosque shoot an shoot RPG. Shoot an RPG right at me. us. I mean, I could not do and anything. And you could so. not do a thing they were to them. Off limits. You could well, not. Can't even shoot a single bullet out of nope. the direction. No. Nope. nope. Just if you do, you are in violation of the you know the Geneva Convention. And they know war it too, game. Though. Oh, that's oh, everything. Oh, they they, they knew it. Like a safe, oh, like, absolutely. You know, we hundred times. I mean, you you would get shot out from mosques that. really all the time. In, in Abu Ghraib, we and didn't, you were like, we didn't have a big issue fuck. from that. That's we, annoying, huh? What we th- what we found out is like a lot of them because our biggest threat in Iraq were the um, IEDs. So we you hear everything about the IEDs. We figured they hid in the mosques to set off their IEDs because it was like. The Motorola talkabouts were a lot of what they used. They had a five-mile range. They were just two-way radios, five-mile range. That's what they used a lot on their IEDs. That's what we found a lot of. IEDs had a five-mile range on them? Oh, yeah. Oh, jeez. Oh, yeah. Well, the phones that they used. The five, yeah. Yeah. Detonator, the, the, yeah. yeah, the yeah, detonator the de- had so they a five-mile range. They could mile range. from a mosque five miles out. Oh, that, when we got hit with an IED, we were never – we. the only time we ever, like – engaged after an id is if we had small arms come after us right after because a lot of detected at all the ids I some of them were yeah okay, some of them were well, some, not, some of them were on most. fucking like 60 second timers, timers. yeah <laughs> like a night timer yeah yeah and fucking like set it and How they would they run that? do they they've done that well don't they well i mean obviously they'd see the convoy running right, up yeah. they'd sit there they'd sometimes be like, they hit sometimes they didn't yeah sometimes mm-hmm. they'd be early sometimes they'd yeah. be late War but really fascinating but yeah, I mean, even even in Iraq, it was like they knew. They knew. Oh, it breaks. The he Americans. He needs to go to Finley. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And Finley get a motor get company. A, and get a, get a car. They knew that you know, oh, the Americans they can't attack our mosques. They can't yeah. do it. So, so we we figured a lot of them would would set off their IEDs from there. We never. Uh, I think one time we received small arms fire from a mosque, but I mean, other than that. They kind of kept it off limits too, though. Really? In our area, in Abu Ghraib, they they kind of kept it off limits. As far as we knew, they never used it as a battleground, because if they did, we would surround the mosque and make everybody come out, mm. 
and we would wait for approvals to go in and let them know why we we're going in and i mean it would take two hours to be able to do that but we did that one time and we never really had an issue again because we ended up finding the guy i mean there's nowhere to to run they don't have underground tunnels or anything like that never nah not, not, not that we saw no i mean i mean you had most most houses where we were at were built by fucking mud dude <laughs> It was, yeah, mud, like mud huts. And they were actually in the middle of a 120-degree summer. They were cool. They were cool in there. Oh, go figure. <laughs> so anyways, so a couple things to look at. Michael Anton does a great piece called The Coming Coup. It's about the Transition Integrity Project. Um, Dan Bongino talks about it a lot. These guys fucking uh, – Dan Bongino's new book called Follow the Money – uh, is all about Obamagate, the Spygate, um, talks about this stuff. Pizzagate? Uh, no, no. <laughs> no, but it, he talks about um, where this all started from and follow the money. Where does the money eventually lead to, Rob? Well, Soros. Soros, yeah, there it is. <laughs> there it is. So that, and then uh, after this, Stanley McChrystal, McFucking Faggot Crystal, he started a, another thing called Defeat This Info, which should be called Promote Disinfo, right? Or it, no, Defeat Disinfo. So it's all about like trying to like shut the Republicans down, shut the conservatives down. They don't get a voice, blah, 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 blah. So basically, here, here's the two rules of a coup, right? Number one, don't talk about the coup. Right? <laughs> number one rule of Fight Club? Don't, don't talk, talk about, about the Fight, fight Club. club? <laughs> don't talk about the Fight Club. So number right. one rule is don't talk about the coup. Number two rule, when you get caught, when you get caught, blame the other people. Yes. And that's all they're doing. Instead of, and you'll see this from the left-wing media right now, all the time. Go, go watch. I, I'm just telling you, go watch. You'll see this all the time. All they do, they don't comment on these transition integrity projects. They don't comment on defeat dis, disinfo. All they do is say, why are you trying to like stir the pot? Yeah. Why are you saying this stuff? Are you the ones doing the coup? Are you guys the one? And that's all they do is they just pu pass the buck. Yeah. So like literally, I don't, I don't understand. Like you have these guys that are just taking the words from their party. They're being journalists and pushing the info out there to make sure that you and I and I and you and you and I, we're all ready to go just in case this happens. But yet they're the ones getting, or we're the ones getting blamed for it. But they don't ask about, or they don't talk about what's going on in the actual transition integrity project. They don't talk about that. They just talk about the reporting on it. So that's how you know it's like, fuck. It's a conspiracy. It's not a conspiracy. It's you legit. know where conspiracy theorists came from? Mel Gibson. What? <laughs> Remember that movie? Conspiracy theory? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, the, but the term conspiracy theorist came from the CIA. Oh. Did it? Have you ever you seen know the why? movie The Good Shepherd? Yes. Yes. What a crazy yeah. movie. Amazing movie. So, Ugh. conspiracy theorists came from the CIA to 
push off any legitimate like a negative undertone to it conspiracy theory yeah so they they push this tone out uh a lot of it had to do with area 51 because they didn't want anyone knowing what was going on what even is going on so aliens i i i know I've, i've been there You've been there? No, fuck no. He was, he was <laughs> anally probed. Ah. Anally we do. Probed. Wait, do no. We that do. was the boys' weekend. Whoops. <laughs> um, but we do know someone, or we've met someone that works at Area 51. We do. Yeah, we did. We met someone during the boys' weekend. You met him, too, during the boys' weekend. Oh, yeah? Her name was Air Force Annie. Air Force Annie. Air Force Annie. Shout out to you. Do you remember Bunny Ranch, that show? About yeah. the, the whorehouse in uh, northern Nevada? Yeah. So I, I drove by that place. Right, we've I driven, actually saw that. We've driven past it, too. So Air Force Amy, Air Force Amy was like one of the main girls on that show. Yeah. She's like that 50-year-old broad that was like, eh. She was terrible. So did you, did you see, uh, so talking about, you know, everything else, but did you see Newsom's uh, statement? Was it yesterday or the day before about, uh, like, theme parks in California? No. He was like, don't expect them to open anytime soon. Yeah. Well, Disneyland is, uh, it's dying little by little. Yeah. So, that means Disneyland. Uh, Magic Mountain. Magic Mountain. Legoland. SeaWorld. None of those, none of those parks are opening Anytime soon. It's crazy, man. According to Newsom, I don't, I don't they're not, they're not opening it. anytime soon. I don't understand it at all. Um, real quick, I want to give a shout out. Uh, we have a special guest that's going to jump on hopefully soon. My cousin uh, Sarah from New York. Uh, I met I met her husband about four or five years ago on a, a trip up there. Fucking awesome guy, dude. Patriot to the T. He is a... Um, Correct me, Eddie, if I'm wrong, but I believe he's a... State trooper. State trooper uh, for upstate New York. Either that or he's a... County uh, sheriff. County sheriff, but he, he's not a city cop. At least I don't think so. He's probably going to kill me. But anyway, He probably is a city cop. I got, a text, I got a text from him tonight <laughs> saying, hey, I've been listening to your podcast and I fucking love it. Right, says he loves it. Says he's listening to it. He's all of his buddies up there are gonna start listening to it. Nice. But he wants to get on here because he wants to tell his side of the story. Cause he's he's not feeling a lot of love up there in, in New York, um, as as, a, as uh, the five zero. And uh, so what I thought is we could do a special episode that we could do um, cops uh, from the East Coast to the West Coast, like something like that. Because he his one of his best friends is a cop in California. That's right. So we could do a uh, like a little twenty minute interview, twenty minute interview back and forth, and we could chat with the, these people, let them tell their side of the story. Because it, dude, this guy, he's awesome, dude. He, he's you know one of those guys that just like he doesn't give a fuck. He just straight up says it how it is, and, and I love it. Because sorry, Sarah, if you're listening, but Sarah's. Uh, on the side of us and then her cut her sister lauren is like completely opposite of her so she's super liberal vegan all this stuff i don't know what that has to do with anything but i'm like throwing <laughs> it out there just wanted yeah. to say that just so, wanted to say so, that. so, so I, I don't think i've ever met a republican that was a vegan <laughs> maybe vegetarian well 
Yeah, I don't got, know. I've got one. I've got right. one. He's actually he's actually another buddy of mine that I could probably call and he would he would be on it. Um, he's a cop on the West Coast in California, but he's also a vegan. But he's a huge Trump supporter. Massive Trump all supporter. Right. Well, that would be we'll good. We'll take all the vegan Trump supporters we can get. Yeah, we'll take all three of them. Yeah, <laughs> all three of them. I mean, I mean, and let's be honest. I've got a I've got a lot of buddies in California. But regardless, that are cops, I wanted I to give them a that. shout out to you know the upstate New York police, your crew. You guys keep doing what you're doing. Don't stop. Just because you're not getting love, there's a, you got a lot of love out there, guys. Not only that, but so, know that know that there's a lot of it, Americans. Does it seem like? Praise Avenue just turned into like a highway today. Like Highway 95. It is well, insane. Not just driving by. No, no, they're no. flying by. Listen, they're fans. No, they're, they're not. Like, no, yeah, they they, see. The Whiskey Friday podcast is in action. Just drive by. Drive by quick so they don't know we're watching yeah. them. <laughs> Didn't you they, see closely every window? <laughs> they're hauling ass. <laughs> they are. They're hauling ass. Are, are, you, are you proud of me? Why? Because you haven't called anyone a I cunt think, tonight? Well, <laughs> that, or I haven't screamed to slow down. Hey, here's your chance. Yeah, yeah, going, here this guy's one. flying. No, he, he actually isn't. It's no, probably the actually, slowest guy. This probably is the slowest guy. Yeah. He knows. He waved. He might be a listener. Yeah. Probably not. Are you there? <laughs> Honest to car radio. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah. So, I mean, not only, not only Eddie, but... You know, I don't know if my buddy Brian's listening, but if you are, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a call this week. We're gonna set something. Up. We're gonna set something up. Try and get you on the podcast uh, via telephone, and uh, we're gonna do, interview you. We'll do a couple back to back interviews. It'd be cool to hear uh, someone from the East Coast, and then, and someone, then from someone from the West Coast, someone from the West Coast, and see what they're one. dealing with. Yeah, maybe we can get them in touch with each other. So, uh, anyways, let, let, let's go on. Um, this is kind of a terrible segue, but golf, right? I want to golf. Brian Bryson DeChambeau is playing today. They're playing the Shriners Cup in Vegas. In Vegas, like an hour away from us. Yeah. So I saw this shot today. Remember, we we keep talking about Bryson crushing the ball, all this stuff. So there's this big old long par four. I think it's hole eight nine or something like that i think it's nine but it's it's a lot it's it's a par four and then it dog legs hard left and it goes like this well on that dog leg on that curve ton of tall trees everywhere ton of tall trees how was that so you can uh <laughs> you know pull the wedge out and shoot no. over them well here's the deal it, well. if you were even to draw it would be the it's the straight part of the dog leg is too long to draw it. So the the straight part is about three ten. Well, and then it's another fifty yards to the left. Let's let's not be too overzealous. It's I mean for the pros it's not you know no, Bryson's not. average drive this weekend? No, but but you I, what I'm saying is when you draw the ball if yeah, you're yeah. gonna if you're gonna draw around a hook, oh yeah, you're, you're looking gonna lose. for like a two fifty hook. Yeah. Like two fifty long and then you hook it around. Yeah. Okay. But this is like a three ten with a like fifty, sixty yards and straight left. Not straight left, it was kind of like a angle left. So Bryson tees up and he's pointing towards the trees. Mashes it over the trees, carries it. 
onto the green. 345 onto the green. Full drive is 373, 25 feet within the cup. Buries the eagle. Yeah. His his average, I was I was watching them today. Um, his average drive this weekend for yesterday and today was 332 yards. Is his average drive. So he <laughs> I've seen Aaron do it before. Yeah. I have too. So I have two in Sedona. They had the driving range at Shriners Cup in Vegas. They had the driving range where all the pros were out there practicing. And they had the line. And then 50 yards back, Bryson was out there hitting. Because he didn't want to hit on fucking the I-15. <laughs> no. No, I'm serious. It's serious. They put him like 50 to 75 yards further than the rest of he the He was right there. Than the rest of the guys practicing he was way on the back. driving range. And then they interviewed him. And this the, his own words was, I'm going to happy Gilmore the shit out of Augusta. His whole goal is to happy to be happy Gilmore. Hey, happy Gilmore. <laughs> drive the ball 400 yards. Yeah. And then I then I watched a video of like Tiger was getting ready to tee off and was, this guy goes, "Hey Tiger, bring home the jacket. Shooter's going to choke." <laughs> oh, I, I never saw that video before. It was like from a few years ago, but it was like, "Hey, bring home the jacket. Shooter's going to choke." Everyone like no, like Tiger never looked at him, but everyone oh, else started good. dying laughing. That's dude. Good. Speaking yeah. of the Masters, it's coming up next month. It's coming up. So, is the Masters going to be better or worse if Trump's in office? I think it's going to be better because I think. Is this country going to just be in fucking shambles? No. What's going to happen? But I think, I think with. Trump being in office for the Masters, I don't know, quote me if I'm wrong or, you know, step in here, Rob, but I think if Trump gets back into office, Masters is in November, I think it starts November 14th. I'm pretty sure they're going to start maybe letting a few select or, you know, a, you know, a certain amount of fans back into professional sports well i think that uh you know the election is one way or the other i, I think that it, even if biden somehow gets in um i think that that'll actually comp things will calm down more if biden gets in because they're going to be doing everything they can to uh, stage up exiting biden and getting harris up as the president and so they'll be worried about that i think when when trump wins that uh the democrats are going to throw such a hissy fit that they're going to try and bring the heat more so than ever and uh really really mess with things i, I think that uh you know trump wins you know the democrats are going to start burning their own houses down again yeah um you know that type of thing well, and but I don't think it'll last long, but you know, Pelosi, she is such a lunatic. I mean, I think that, uh, if, I mean, it would be ideal that we gain control of everything. We need, you know, we that, need the house. That's such a big deal. Like, we gain control of everything. I think that's the only way we're going to have peace Yeah. because if we don't, 
I mean, e even in the current situation, you know, we still don't have enough control for these. I mean, the, they're radicals. I mean, they're yeah. literally just short of terrorists. I mean, yeah. what they're doing to our country. And I'll tell you what, man, you want to talk about perspective. I've had this conversation many times about, you know, dynasties in the world. And I think I maybe even talked about it on the on this podcast is any great dynasty is limited. I mean, they've only lasted a couple hundred years, you know, the Chang dynasty or um, even the Roman empire, you know, the British empire, you know, they go around They're They're like a hardened people that were suppressed. And then all of a sudden that, you know, they get some gumption about them. They rise up, they rise to the top, they get their independence Everything's good. Then they go out and they get a little bit of control on the world. Then all of a sudden they're the most powerful thing in the world. And then what happens is then politics get involved. They're the most powerful in the world. So they sit back, get fat, get lazy, and get crash. comfortable, get, you know, hung up. And if you think about it, sexual, um, like perversion is always involved you know, is it's always at its highest when a dynasty falls. And I, I got to, I mean, think about it. We've been doing this for a little over 200 years. We were hardened people. We got away from the British. We had our independence. We rise. We're the strongest nation in the world. We're fat. We're happy. Perversion is an all-time high. And now you take a country like Russia, who lives out in the freezing cold, who is a very hardened people, and you got like Putin, who's a, you know, his term comes up as a president and creates a, he creates his own next position so he can still be in control. A guy like that is just sitting back watching our country completely implode. Yeah. And all these Middle Eastern countries that watch the infidel country implode, they're just waiting for the opportunity to come at us. And I think that, you know, well, well, and a I lot mean, of people say that China was trying to be the next one. China has had the most dynasties or power yeah. in, in the history yeah, of you got to remember that. They, well, and, they've, and they've, I mean, we've been doing this for tens of thousands of years, whatever. China has been the one that has been in control more often than anybody else. But remember, no dynasty ever has had the constitution or or the laws in place that we do right right but so what happens is it's those laws and that you know that type of government that has held us strong but we internally our own people are undermining and trying to you know completely tear apart the rules and the laws that have made us the strongest country Right here on our own land. It's not other countries. It's not other countries trying to come in here. It's the technologies. A hundred percent. I'm gonna. I'm gonna just throw this out there that you're incorrect about this. Okay. China has had a hand in this from the get-go, because China's whole part in this is they want the rule. So it, China from China getting all the people going over there to fucking make what they need to make. From China having the stronghold that they do on all the medical supplies, all the medications, all this stuff, 
to China stealing technology, having the best technology, all controlling everything that goes on in the media here. China has had a stronghold on all of that. China has had a hand in the implosion of the United States. Okay. You're absolutely right. It's not just China. But what I'm saying is, in as a citizen, now I'm not military like you guys. As uh, You guys have seen some things that I haven't seen out in the world. I've hardly even been out of the United States. But what I'm saying is, is like internally in our own, like for the average American, the av- so, so we'll call it the average Republican that doesn't understand, you know, the things that happen outside of the United States. They look at the Democrats are trying to dismantle everything that's been there. Now, I do understand that there are outside influence. Yeah. I do understand. I truly believe the real power is not the president. I believe that there's yeah. a power beyond that. That's me personally in my own, um, you know, conspiracy theory. And we could talk about that another time. But a country like China, you know, they're a strategist. If you remember correctly, it was probably, and I don't want to be incorrect on my facts here, but they started making these deals with previous governments and backing it with U.S. soil. And so China owns a bunch of U.S. soil as backed like for the loans, right? Hey, we're China, we're going to borrow a trillion dollars and you're going to own so much of this land. And so China's been doing that, just chipping away. And next thing you know, I mean, barring us saying, fuck you, China, we're going to blow you up. You know what I mean? I mean, there, I'm sure there's some sort of agreement there, but China owns a lot of our land or our land is backed by the loans that we owe, uh, you know, that we owe China. Clinton, terrible person, pedophile. You know, he's a terrible, terrible person. But whatever he did in his administration, again, I was a kid when he was when he was in power, but to get the deficit back down and kind of right that skid, I don't know, in my perception, that was one of the great things that he did. Um, So I I, I don't know where we're at with that. I know that we owe China a shit ton of money. What what Clinton did was pretty much hand over the Gaza Strip. But what does that have to do with China? That has everything to do with China because China wants the Middle East to never to be at peace with each other. So when you hand over the Gaza Strip, like Clinton did, Israel is gonna continue to be at war with Pakistan, with Syria, all these things. If, if the Middle East ever becomes, so th- this is a big, big part of like, you know, the Bahrain, Pakistan deal that Trump just did. And it fucking flew under the radar. Because pretty much for the, la- for the last, 30 years, Clinton, both Bushes, and Obama could not get the Middle East to come up with a, a, a peace deal. Trump just got Israel, Bahrain, and I want to I want to say Pakistan. I, I might be off base. Just a couple weeks ago, right? Yeah. yeah I That's saw why that. he got nominated, uh, nominated for, for his, Nobel Peace his Prize, second yeah. Nobel Peace Prize. So, like, that's a huge deal. China having an influence on all that. But what I'm saying, too, and I'm with you 100%. We're on the same page. But China not only had a hand in in USA, 
China has been chipping away at all these countries, all of these countries, and saying now he owns these countries. So if any of these countries try to rise up against China, like say say China and the USA go, you know what? We're done with each other because USA is the top dog. China is number two. Russia is number three. If China, it, well, it, just say that. China, or say it's USA, China, and Russia. One, two, three. Then all these other countries are on the USA's side because they're all about freedom. Right? Just say that. China owns all these other countries with their trade deals. Right. So if at any time China goes, hey, you know what, USA? Fuck you. We're going to war. And USA, hey, bring it on, bitch. And China's like, hey, we got Russia. And, and USA's like, hey, that's cool. We have all these other 37 countries. Oh, do you? I don't think you do. Because guess what? We're going to cut off all their medication. We're going to cut off all their fucking trade supply. They're not getting shit from us. And then they, all these other countries go, hey, USA, deal with your shit. We can't, we, we cannot, de- we can't help you because if we do, we're going to lose everything we ever had. So China's been chipping away at all these other countries. How smart is that though? That they are fucking the master chess players. Right. I'm telling you, man, this is. Are you hungry? <laughs> God, <laughs> you look like a fucking chipmunk chewing on your nails, dude. <laughs> Sorry. This is why we need Look, video. There was gravy life. under those nails. From oh, dude, he was. <laughs> I was trimming them. Have you ever seen a cartoon squirrel eat, eat a, like a corn on the cob? <laughs> That's what it looked. <laughs> You've been chewing on those things for like a half hour. All right, Rob. Sorry. Go ahead. Um, stay on point, motherfucker. Well, you know, you, you think I about. Hear I him. always say all the time, we play chess, we don't play checkers, right? Strategy, strategy. The, I heard something. It was actually the pastor of our church was talking about how some people live paycheck to paycheck. Some people live month to month. Some people live year to year. And then when you really start getting somewhere, you live decade to decade. But you don't really start getting your shit together until you're generation to generation. And we were talking about finance finances, you know what I mean? Obviously yeah. you didn't say get your shit together, but you know, when you're thinking generation to generation and then you get into a country, you start thinking multi-generational planning. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so you think about China has been planning and putting things together for multiple decades, putting their chess pieces right where they want. Exactly like you're saying, starting to send financial aid to countries but really medicine is such a huge deal especially i mean you get in you get medicine to some of these countries that are very highly populated now you've got two million troops on the ground now you've got i mean some of these countries may not have some of the technology then they're probably staging up what they can you start with the poorest and work your way up but you start getting into the heavy heavy money now you got Russia and China making some crazy deals. I mean, you know, if you if if you say, you know, USA, China, and Russia are the top three, and then two are against one, that's a problem. Yeah, but so well, we, it might always, it might be a it might be a problem. Just, numbers not to interrupt, wise. Not to interrupt you. It does talk about in the Bible of the, the 
million man army. Yeah. Right. But that's the I, thing. It might I, be a so problem like troop wise or money wise, but it's not going to be a problem like technology wise. Our military in the US like yeah, but overshadows every other but military what it, what in the world. It does. But this is why it's such a huge deal is China's been stealing our technology forever. That's right. one of the things behind TikTok and all this stuff. And I'm not saying Well, TikTok's still I'm, around. I, well, I'm not saying that, you know, Rob's son that down downloads TikTok is gonna give away the fucking US military secrets. But it has to I have TikTok. TikTok. No, I, I, I'm, I, I'm just using this as a, an example, right? TikTok is not gonna like give away U.S. Right. fucking right. secrets. But China's been stealing technology for years, decades, years. I mean, they've been going on for years. So, one of the things we we have to be cognizant, cognitive about is what they're doing, why they're doing what they're doing. So this is why. My whole thing now is, like, you want to go down this rabbit hole, Rob? Like, Mike, so was coronavirus man-made? Yes. Okay. What Did it come out of Wuhan, China? Okay. Yeah. So, listen, though. If it came out of there and they were, you know, ready for it to hit the United States, why did they do that? Well, are, is that a well, rhetorical question or is that here, a question? Here, I'm going to give you my answer and let me know what you think. We all thought it was because, hey, destroy the U.S. economy, right? Shut it down. We get that. Um, but one of the thing, one of the better things that's come out of coronavirus was we realized how much we leaned on China for medication, right? Right. So we started bringing a lot of medication plants back to the United States, all this stuff. So where, like, why did it happen? Like, so you, like, I saw you kind of shake your head. So, like, what do you think? I don't, I don't think it was so much as far as we lean on China for medication or, you know, this or that. My my big aspect on this or my big take, I guess I should say, on the coronavirus is they're showing China is showing the world if you bring in a virus or you do this to the US, this is gonna shut them down. This is the way to so, beat the US. So you think they were just showing the world how to beat us? Because look what happened. The so coronavirus just, came in. They shut the country down. I could see this though. They they did they did all this stuff. It shut our country down. It shut our economy down. It shut our states down. You know this and that. China was showing other countries. You know Iraq, Iran, Syria, all these other countries that have issues with us because we're coming in there trying to so the, free their basically people. Basically what you're saying is that China exposed our weakness. Exactly. Okay. 100%. I actually, China showed, I, hey, if I you want to beat the U.S., this is how you I do it. I don't know if I agree or disagree with you, but that's a very, 
very valid point. So, what, like, what do you think? I think that this is another 9-11. I think this is an in, inside job. I think that what this is is, and I, I don't know what the motive is. You know, like, you, you sit here and you think you could think of a million different, um, you know, scenarios of what the motive could be. I'm not sure what it is. But I think that one of the most solid um, theories could be it's about control. It's about controlling the population. Now think about it. We're free, quote unquote, free people, right? We have all these rights. We have all this. And the government wants to control us. We're not a communist country, right? At yeah. least that's what they tell us. Yeah. They, they tell us we're not a communist country, right? Now China, they are. So they're like, fuck you population. You do what you're told. But that's not how America is, right? Until you say, oh people, you should be scared for your life. You're all going to die. This is the most scariest thing ever. You're all, everybody. Now, the psychology, which is my forte, right? Psychology, psychology. You say, you all need to be separated. Now, humans are a social, social animals. We, we, we need to associate We're with each other. Construct. So what happens, when, what happens when you got someone that's a terrible person, a pedophile, right? Solitary confinement. And then they crack because we can't be in solitary confinement. We have to be social. We have to talk. We have to be right. So what they do, they separate us. Then they make us wear masks. So it completes even more separation. Then they create some fictitious racism thing, which creates even more separation. Now we've got a country that's completely busted up and divided. And then the narrative of my side's better than your side comes in. And then you you know, try to manipulate the masses to who's going to go one way or the other. But the reality is it's all about control. That's all they want to do is control us. And so my question is, is it the United States pulling the strings on this control? Is it China that's pulling the strings on this control? But I truly believe that this is an inside job. I think that this is, I think that there is a set of leaders above and beyond the actual quote unquote president or prime minister or whatever the, there is a higher power that pulls the strings of actually everything that really happens. And I think that's what I think. So <laughs> one of the things that I love though, cause let, let's go down that rabbit hole. Do you think that Trump faked coronavirus? Yes. On himself? Okay. So I've thought about this a lot. I think so. Because did anybody else see once Trump? Because I I have a theory on this. Once Trump got the coronavirus. Andy, what's up? Hey. Oh, what'd you watch? Outpost. True story. Which one was that? It's about uh, an outpost in the mountains of uh, Afghanistan. Oh, that's the... uh, uh, Scott Eastwood's in it. Um, Orlando Bloom. Yes. And everybody else is unknown. And I won't tell you anymore, because I tell you, this is one of the best war movies I have ever seen. Oh, that makes me excited. I yeah. love It's war on movies. Netflix right now. Oh, it is? Yeah. It okay, just came perfect. On. I'm going to watch it. Perfect. Yeah, it's. Uh, it I've, I've heard of cool. it. I've heard yeah. of it. It's, it's. They've been teasing you with it for a couple of. 
Like, seems like months. I was going to say, like, three, four well, months every, they've been showing. Well, everything has been now, right? Because of, like, coronavirus shutting all the movies yeah. down and all that. So you hear a lot of uh, yeah. previews and all that stuff. But, uh, so going. What you were ready? We, what were we talking about? Uh, you got a shot glass? I do. I'm not even supposed to drink, but I'll have a shot. What? Why aren't, Why aren't you supposed, supposed to drink? Because I'm a type 2 diabetic. It turns to sugar. Well, how long have you done this? Uh, 25 years. Oh, yeah. Okay. Haven't right. had a single shot in 25 years, right? Randy, weren't you the one that brought over peppermint schnapps? And yeah. moonshine? I mean, and moonshine? I drink. I said I'm not supposed to. I didn't say <laughs> <laughs> Randy's didn't not say supposed I'm to, not. but he does. <laughs> Randy, sit down. Uh, let me stand. I've been watching a two-hour and fifteen-minute movie. All right, stand. <laughs> but thank you for the offer. So, what were you talking about before that? When we were talking about, uh, well, you have to excuse me. The whiskey is. Uh, yes, that's that's the whiskey's kicking in. That's yeah, the too. exact reason why I can't remember what we were talking about before. Aaron, what, what were you talking about before? What was I? What was I talking about? Trump getting the coronavirus. Oh, oh yes. that's right. That was the question. So. Yes. Do I feel like it was fake? Absolutely. So I've thought about this because a Because once Trump got the coronavirus, then you saw all these other, oh, this Republican congressman got it. This Republican uh, senator got it. This Republican governor got it. This Republican, this got it, but you never saw any. Well, you, me a chair anyway. yes. you, you never saw any Democrats that were coming out with, "Oh, I got the coronavirus." Oh, I got the coronavirus. So think about this. It was Here, all Republicans after that sure. that got it. But here's an angle for you. Yeah. Think about it like this: Trump, in his 70s, gets coronavirus. 74. Right. No big deal. McDonald's. Goes to the doctor comes out. I'm great. Goes, Let's do this. Goes to Walter Reed and is like, yep. I'm out in but four days. It, but he tells everybody. It's good to see you, man. Cheers. Haven't yeah. seen you in a while. Right. So Trump yeah. says, don't Been let this busy. control yeah. your life. It's right? not a big deal. Trump wants great. to reopen yeah. the United States. The Boom. So he says, hey, don't let coronavirus control you. Like, we got this, you know. And so he's moving forward. Yeah. And the thing is, is the, is the masses or a fraction of the masses are going to say, okay, Trump in his 74 years old, got coronavirus. He's good. What the fuck am I worried about? Right now you got those people saying, oh, Trump's got the best doctors, whatever, whatever. But the thing is, so there's one angle. There's yeah. one angle. Absolutely. And that's why I said earlier when Pelosi's trying to pull this like amendment, 25th amendment thing, like they're playing chess on their side right, trying yeah. to counteract what right. trump's doing trump's right. trying to say look hey this coronavirus yeah i got it my wife's got it we're good so are you let's open this shit back up yeah. this is not that big that of a is deal. that yeah. is what i think is going on that's what i think too i think i think trump regardless if he got it or not i think because, he was trying because, to but tell there's, but there's other things here because you think about how much the democrats actually said hey you know what all differences aside we support Trump getting healthy. Yeah. Yes. That's going to take some of those people that are hanging by a thread and shove them over to the red side. Yeah. Like, all right, hey, that's cool. I, I just think that this was a very strategic move. It was. And that's why Pelosi is playing her move now. She's right. playing the devil's advocate. Like, literally, 
Trump moved his rook to this spot, and now Pelosi's moving her horse, or well, I don't knight. know. Knight. Knight. It's yeah. called the thank, knight. Thank you. Everybody. It's not a horse. It's a knight. I don't know chess. I don't know either, but I know it's Watch a horse. My little horsey. I know it's not I a horse. Scooter McGavin. <laughs> scoot, scoot. Scoot, scoot. Scoot, scoot's coming over here. here. So a little, it, it's a chess game. And here, here's my whole thing, is regardless of – this is what I talked to Jane about last weekend is I just I fucking hate sitting here and being used as a pawn. Yeah. Because that's all we are here. Yeah. Doesn't matter if we support this guy or uh, uh, Biden or or Obama or whatever. It doesn't matter anymore. You don't have to whisper it. He's, he I'm knows. Right yeah, he knows. He's right here. What happened? Yeah. <laughs> He he's, he's a, a he's Biden a, he's a Biden supporter, but I'm also also a lifelong Democrat. Yeah, yeah. And he's uh, a, he's I'm a Trump tell you what, for a I'll while. Tell you, what, you know what we ought to do because I would love to have an educated conversation with a Democrat. Like I just want to gain the perspective. Yeah. I don't understand it now. My sister is just about the other direction that I am. But you can't have a civilized conversation. Well, to be honest with her, I just don't even want to. Even I, the thing is, is I don't want the when it comes emotion to family. To be the, I love her t- way yeah, too much family, to even get there. Yeah, yeah. You don't Look, want it. To... You know what I mean? I may respect you, but my sister's my sister, so I don't want to go there with her because I don't want any division. But I would love to have a conversation with someone from that perspective to try and understand it, because it makes no sense to me. So I want to know what it is. It, but the, but I also know that it's relative. It's relative to how it affects our lives. Yes. I mean, I am in a capitalist business. That is what I do. And so to me, capitalism is, but not everybody lives there. Not everybody has that kind of life. So I want to know, I want to gain that perspective. But I have not yet been able to sit with a lifelong Democrat, Biden supporter, that didn't lose their shit and freak out and get completely irrational. I've never been able to sit in someone. So if you're the guy that can have an educated conversation... I think Randy would be the Randy, guy. Randy is I'd that love guy. to do He's that. He's a calm, cool, good luck. Why don't you guy. talk to Heather? I cannot do it. That would be a cool, collective conversation. Though, it would not. You don't think it would? I don't think so. I don't even want to. I just, I just it. noticed you, this. I know you're in your phone, but. <laughs> what is that? What is that thing on your lip? You got some, like, dirt. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's a mustache. That's a mustache. Yeah, it is. Oh, look at this guy. Is that what that's mustache called? Mustache Mike yeah. over here. Yeah. Flexing a M&M. weird flex, sorry, but okay. Man. Is sorry. that what that's called? Weird. I know, yeah. I'm still just, an adolescent. I know. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm just asking. Kind of weird it's... to still go after a 16 year old. Yeah. 17, Aaron. 17. Sorry, Good Lord. Man. Sorry, you had your birthday the thought, other day. I thought you were my number one fan, man. You know, I can't. I, I can't even count my fans anymore. <laughs> oh, we have so many. We've got like almost a hundred on Facebook. So like 80 I've been on sitting Instagram. here dying to ask. Have you watched The Boys yet? Oh, I have Dad. not. I've no. only seen like episode one. I haven't watched. I haven't finished season one okay, yet. I'm just telling you right now. I just finished season two. It's done. They've it's released done. all the episodes. Today was the last episode. And how many episodes is there? Don't tell us what happened. Just <laughs> tell us how you feel. I'm going to do what Homelander does in the last scene. I can do anything. <laughs> That's what he does. The last scene. How many uh, episodes are there in this? Eight. Eight. 
There's only eight. How many are there in one? Eight? I think eight. Yeah, it, it's oh, short. Man. So I'm like, it is. The boys might be the best show ever. Oh man, now we gotta watch it. I'm on ever. season. I'm on. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm still not, on I, season. You guys one. know who Stormfront is? No. She just yeah. She just joined. Oh god. Dude. She's in season two, okay, right? Enough. I don't yeah, want to hear guys, anymore. Seriously, yeah, seriously. No, yeah. I, I need to talk to you about that. No. Okay, well, maybe next, let, no, us, let next us binge week. it and we'll no. binge it next week. You guys. I'm still in Bosch. Well, get it. Get Tammy and I are watching Bosch. Bosch is great. I watched the fifth, first episode of uh, The Boys. Oh, I it's. I wasn't impressed no. with how they. How terrible it is. power. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. 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 See, yeah. that is what I love about it, though. Is you know, because because the honestly, boys, Randy, the boys, like, is, think about it. If yeah. if we had superheroes on this planet, and they were Democrats, would they not abuse it? Sure. The, like we if we had superheroes on this, that abuse oh, of course, of course. There you go. Now, on if both you had sides. superheroes yeah. that were in a large, oh my God, they would abuse it. And yeah. this is what they do. Yeah. Oh, it's so great. The deep. I'm only Fresca. On, I'm only, I'm only on, I'm only on ep- Fresca, bro. Stop I'm it, only on it. episode four of season one. Oh. Once we're done, once we're done with Bosch, I'm going to bring my wife over to the boys and I'm going to start it all over again and Good. we're going to binge it. You know what? I just started watching. The Frankenstein Chronicles. Oh, is this the uh, what you're? It is in? good. Now Sean Bean is. I really like Sean He's Bean. He's my favorite. One of my favorite actors. He is so good. But I, all I, I see is Ned Stark when he's talking. Movie. I'm going. Where's all the women? Sean Bean. What? Wonder which one she was. <laughs> Watch it. I'm telling you. I think uh, I'm two episodes in, and it's got me. The got Frankenstein Chronicles. Got yep. you hooked. So we just started, um, we just finished Kingdom. What, Dumb? Which uh, my brother was telling him Kingdom? he should watch. That's yeah. a fighting, fighting. Uh, it's an MMA one. Okay. Oh. It's pretty, pretty bizarre. Is that on Prime? No, that's on Netflix. And then oh. we just started Animal Kingdom on Prime. See, I started watching that when it was on just regular TV. Yeah, it's, it's older, huh? Yeah. Yeah, we, we watched the first the next, episode, and it, yeah. it didn't seem like it was too uh, new. The way that uh, things uh, change in this, you're going to be amazed. Yeah? It's more like real So life. I need to stick with it. Yeah. Okay. Because right. I keep hearing about that. I watched the first episode, and I was like, eh, this seems kind of cheesy. And Christina's like, eh, let's keep watching it. I was like, all right, I'll keep watching it. Speaking of wives, Randy, where's yours? She is with uh, our daughter-in-law, Amy, up at the RV. Oh, she did go. So they're back. They're Maybe. back to their, they to their the, Friday night. The Friday night deal. Yeah, they started like a month ago. But so when we, week, they were out in um, life. So when that we week. saw the garage open, mm-hmm. Aaron and I both we looked for Wendy's car because look, we didn't looked looked for Wendy's car. We thought it was Wendy coming so, home. We're like, where's Wendy? So for our listeners out there, one thing, uh, Randy, our neighbor across the street, neighbor just came out. His wife. Would go with her daughter or your daughter? No, daughter-in-law. Daughter-in-law. Son's wife. Son's wife. Her daughter and would come home around the same time every night on a Friday night. It was like their thing, shooting star. Um, And we would be out here, Whiskey Friday Podcast, and every night 
she'd come home and we'd go talk to her and like probably two out of every three nights she would be up a hundred bucks 150 bucks every night every friday night that was their thing so our thing was whiskey friday podcast or not podcast but whiskey Just friday whiskey friday at that point then we'd like she'd pull up and she'd come talk to us for about 10 minutes or whatever and, and we'd always tell her we're gonna tell randy you're coming home this late yeah <laughs> <laughs> now that's a beard that is a bit who is uh santa claus me no that was yeah. you i played santa for like eight years what at the credit union yeah which credit union uh american first in uh, la habra california I that's a, there. That's a beard. beard. Yeah, he was, he's, you want to talk about money, investments, anything? That's the guy to talk to. That's what he did. I did, mainly I did litigation, getting the money back. <laughs> but she has fun. It gets her away, and that's fine. Gives you, a, gives you some time to watch your own Netflix movies? Without saying, um, okay, what about this? What about yeah. this? Yeah. Now, yeah. You know, we, they finally told us what Wendy had. Yes. I saw that. I saw that on Facebook. She had the COVID. She did. She was one of the first. You didn't see that on, county. or Christina didn't see yeah, that on no, Facebook? I, we, yeah, we, yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah and that so. when, when she got home from the hospital, we all went over there and hugged Wendy yeah, and, hugged and said, hey, welcome back. Well, and, and not only stuff. that, and Tammy Tammy even texted me after Wendy posted that on Facebook. I mean, we talked to Randy two or three days after, hugged him, you know, hey, let us know if you need anything, Yep, all that stuff. And he was with her, you know, Every 15 day. hours a day. Yep seven days a week and yeah. we talked to randy three or four times during that we just found out she had that when she posted it yeah exactly because all of her major organs started failing yeah started with her lungs and then they started getting that stabilized then she went to they went to her heart then to her kidneys yeah and they no one ever told me my wife was dying. And I must have seen 20 doctors. But at the time, she was. She was. Yeah. yeah. Our family doctor, Dr. Chowdhury down here, we, uh, when he saw her and he's checking things out, and then he says, I looked at all the reports. I think you had COVID, but no one said anything. And he says they didn't even put it in the report. No idea. Yeah, no idea. Jeez. They, you know, they told me to go home at night, which I did, thinking, okay. But it could have been the last night for all. I know. Yeah. That was that was a very rough patch. I remember like. I mean, for all. I remember all of us. seeing you guys come home. Sometimes, and I'd be like, or seeing you come home, and I'd be like, eh, I'm not gonna go talk to him. <laughs> like I, I just I, I knew it was a sensitive situation. Well, and I I didn't want to be like, I didn't mind hey, talking about it. yeah, I didn't I, mind talking about it because, I mean, I talked to my kids. We have four kids. I talked to a couple of granddaughters. I talked to my niece, who's a nurse. This was every day. Every day. 
I had to make all these phone calls, and it was that that was harder because I was tired by then. Yeah. So that was harder uh, 